This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So when you gonna tell her that we did that too, she thinks it's special, but it's all reused. You get deja vu when she's with you. What's the cheese miss? This is What's the Cheese Miss, a show about Pilipinx identity in Edmonton. Nice to meet y'all for the first Hi, time in person. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, y'all, we're here on Saskatchewan Drive. Recording live. Recording live. Uh, this is an episode for What's the Chismis Unhinged? And today we're taking the the sour theme very literally and making this our Maasim episode. This is our sour album. (laughs) This is the album. The way that this episode works is that I have prepared some pieces of paper. I was initially trying to think of a digital thing to do but I thought I'd take it back to the 90s when sticky notes were a thing and and uh, like a digital lyric generator wouldn't even have existed. So uh, when it is your turn, you take this thingy here, shake it up, reach in, read the Sour Album lyric, and I've taken two from each song on the album, and then take about 10 to 20 seconds of silence just to think about it, and then you have the option to talk about how it is a relatable lyric and follow it up with a story, so not just like a general thing, like, oh, I, I had someone who was a traitor. <laughs> no, it has to, you, you give me an example, you tell me a story. And then uh, if it's not relatable, the option is just to say, not relatable, and, and in that case, someone can claim it. The first person say, I got this, it's, it's relatable to me, or draw again. I like listen to this album on repeat when when I was gardening with Reese last summer. Oh, my windows were down, sunroof open, blasted, full blast, drinking my strawberry milk. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, I've literally never been broken up with in that sense, but like I listened to it and I was like, you know what, you did betray me. I was like, who am I? T- like, who, who, what happened? But uh, yeah, we're big Olivia Rodrigo fans on What's the Chiefs Me, so we listen to it all the time. 
Yeah, all right, so in that case, um, bonus points, I mean, there's no point system, but bonus points <laughs> if you sing the lyric oh. instead of read it out, but yes. Very Filipino. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything, but you will be happy to know that I have brought an alcoholic beverage in my bag. <laughs> oh my I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm gonna crack it open once we get started. Okay, maybe we can start with some introductions. So for the intros, uh, let's just say our names and are we doing relationship status too? Ooh. Oh my god, yes, relationship status. <laughs> and uh, you can choose, like, maybe you can say what your love language is, Ooh. or you can say, like, which song on Sour is your favorite, or both. All right, anyone want to go first? Alphabetical order. Oh, hi. Oh, it's Ariane. Hello, everybody. My relationship status is taking and waiting for a ring. Um, <laughs> my uh, favorite song I think on the album is Good For You and my love language is uh, Acts of Service. Perfect. All right. And next up is Nikki. Hello. Uh, my name is Nikki. My relationship status is um, I'm engaged. I'm betrothed. That's what I like to say. Betrothed <laughs> to another. And my love language is actually words of affirmation. Like I love love letters. So that's why I was such a sucker for to all the boys I loved before. And um, my favorite song, you're making me choose. I'm going to say for now, Deja Vu. <laughs> nice, good choice. All right, and we have Raja. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name's Raja, and I am also taken. I've uh, been in a relationship with my partner for three years, going on for two cats, a dog. <laughs> and I think my love language is just quality time. And my favorite song off the album right now is Favorite Crime. It just, you know, it hits. Perfect, okay. And me, I am your host for the day, Ryan Lakanalau, and my, my relationship status. I have been with the same person for the last 13 years, and uh, we got married in 2018, uh, and we now have a baby who is 18 months old. And all the stories I'm gonna tell you from today are from before. So this was Ryan in his teens and early 20s. <laughs> oh, my, my love language is um, physical touch and, and quality time. And my favorite song is Favorite Crime on the album. All right, and uh, I think we're ready to get started. So that was a good order. Let's go alphabetical. Oh boy. Okay. Oh wow. You worked so hard. Oh my gosh.
the lyrics is, do you love me, want me, hate me, boy, I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> That's intense. Um, so if I read this lyrics, I'm going to be very honest with everybody. The person I'm with, I've known since about junior high, grade nine-ish. I'm now 27 this year. How many years is that? Regardless, send a comment on this podcast link if you do the math for me. Gracias. <laughs> Anyways, so all throughout those years from junior high and I know from high school, um, I found very much friend zoned throughout our friendship. So there was a lot of him asking me for advice on girls and how me as a friend who's a girl know how to, you know, to win their hearts, X, Y, Z. But then he'd also be a little flirty and like want to hang out and like spend time with me and like I'm so much cooler than all his crushes. So long story short, boy, do you love me, want me, hate me, but I don't understand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed very fitting and relatable. Amazing. Okay, next up, Nikki. It's, it's like Ariane was like, you know who you are. <laughs> I'm gonna choose the yellow one. Oh my god. I'm scared. Loved you at your worst, but that didn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, this makes me think of like when I was younger and I had a crush on like my closest friend and like I was there with him through everything and like he just didn't pick up the fact that like I had feelings for him, but that's okay. Like, you know, we get over it. <laughs> we grow up. <laughs> yeah. Loved you at your worst, but... That didn't matter, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You're still a traitor. <laughs> oh, you're Act still a traitor. <laughs> Loved you at your worst. <laughs> but that, but didn't, that didn't matter. It took you two weeks to go off and date her. Yes, you, you didn't cheat. But you're still a traitor. God, I wish I would have thought this through. With you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, now we are at. Hold my jug. Raja. It's water. Everybody. It's water. It's water. For now. All I see is what I should be. Happier, prettier, jealousy, jealousy. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna dive right in. So this guy I was dating when I just graduated high school, um, he had a lot of girl friends. And uh, I remember very specifically, let me tell you, Valentine's Day. 2018 actually 2017 I don't know but he bought this girl he bought me he bought me roses 
And then as he's dropping me off home, he takes one out and is like, oh, I'm just going to go give this one to my friend. I'm seeing her right after this. I know. And then so I was just like, okay. Okay, I just, I give up. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> no, luckily no. But I think I, at that point, I was just like, whatever. Oof. Around the room. Sorry about that. It happens, it happens. All right, it is your boy's time. We don't talk much, but I just gotta say I miss you And I hope that you're okay Aww. Address the letter To the holes in my butterfly wings Okay, okay uh, oh, well, You wrote all that <laughs> No, no uh, So we don't talk much, but I just gotta say I miss you And I hope that you're okay Ooh. Oh, you know, I think about my first serious relationship when I went to university. I moved to Edmonton, I was fresh in Edmonton, and there was this person who showed up the door, at, at the door, I was living in Hub Mall, showed up at the door with cookies. And she was saying that she had baked cookies and was just handing them out to her neighbors. And, but later I found out that she like liked me already, kinda, and had seen me before. And so later we went to her place and she played Clarity by Jimmy Eat World. The, and if you're in my, I mean, I was just like, oh my God. And that, that was it. Yeah, so. Like that lasted a year and a half and we had some ups and downs. So I'm trying to go with the story here. Like one thing I do remember is we went to Duke's. I don't know if that's still a thing at the U of A but we went to Duke's and I think that she probably wasn't having the best time, but I wasn't paying enough attention. I was like, you know, high-fiving my guys and hanging out with everyone there. And I looked around and I couldn't find her anywhere. And I was like, what the hell, what happened? So I like ran back all the way across campus back to my place and she was like sitting on the steps in front of my door. And I just like cried like uncontrollably. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, I was so emotional and I know that maybe it was an overreaction, but I just felt like, I think I felt guilt for, for maybe like not paying attention to her and her needs there. And then also just like that fear of like, she disappeared and like, so anyways, um, right now we don't talk much. That's true. And I gotta say, I miss you and I hope that you're okay. We were there for each other. We were both new, new to Edmonton and and I think we, we stayed together for a year and a half and only, only positive vibes to her now. So, Aww, yes. That's so sweet. We love you, whoever you may be out there. <laughs> Sending love. Sending good vibes. <laughs> All right, that is me. And now we are back to 
Hey, Arian. Hello. Okay. Okay. And I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? <laughs> <laughs> if someone tells me one more time. I'm gonna cry. Okay. Um, I think with this lyrics, I don't know if other Philippine exes can relate, but when I was 17, I definitely thought that, oh yeah, Hollywood movies, I'm a teenager, I'm going out to these parties, I'm driving a car, I'm getting all these boys, I have all these friends, and then mom goes, no. <laughs> so I was 17, got books stacked up to my eyebrows, early application to nursing, I've never been to a party in my life, never had a drink, never had a smoke, nothing. So, I don't know, for everybody out there in the same scenario, whether it's Filipino families with, you know, with the kids and your Filipino parents or just strict parents, let me tell you, growing up now, 10 years later, that's not it. That is not your teenage dream. Y'all just graduate. Y'all get into school or do whatever it may be. And don't be sick of it. It's all good. I know it's easier to be heard and then you know, experience it afterwards than to listen to me rant about it. But basically, yes, be angsty, that's fine. But y'all, it's not it. Like, Olivia, I totally get ya, but you're still young, girl. Everybody out there, listeners, no teenage dream, suck in the bag, better things out there. <laughs>
I feel like no one wants me, and I hate the way I'm perceived. <laughs> These are so sad, Olivia. <laughs> oh, okay. So I went to junior high at like a French immersion school. And, you know, in junior high, you're like super awkward. And so I had like glasses, braces straight across bangs, but I thought it was cool for it. I was like, oh, that's a hipster. Like, I'm fine. I can pull it off. <laughs> but um, I just noticed that like ever since I was in elementary all the way up to high school, it was usually like white girls who would be in relationships and be seen as desirable. So for the longest time, I just like didn't see myself that way and couldn't understand also why I just wasn't being desired by people. So, yeah. I think that's everything. We want you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just something every, like, girl of color goes through. And it's just like, why do I have to be, like, incredibly gorgeous and glorious to seem attractive and desired? Yeah. I just want to be the passenger in a Honda Accord one day. You know, that... <laughs> What? <laughs> like the girlfriend, like the oh. girlfriend type. I never saw myself as the girlfriend type. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's the only car I really know. <laughs> it's the first thing that came up in my head. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. God, I'm so blue now we're through, but I still fucking love you, babe. <laughs> okay, this is an iconic song and an iconic part of the song. So, wow, I feel like I just, wow, amazing. Okay, let me just have a second to digest. Okay, I was in a... <laughs> This, okay, maybe it makes more sense if I talk about how this relationship started. I think I have this, we all have our issues and I think maybe one of mine was that I, I thrived on like being desired and I, I was always in a relationship. Like since I went to university till I was in with my current partner, I've never been single for more than like two weeks and and so anyways, having this issue kind of led to some things. So I'll talk about the start of a relationship for some context as to where I'm going. So no, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say like I, oh, interesting. I'm thinking about the first Filipino, Filipina I ever dated. And uh, this was when I was in university and uh, it was like super, too much, too fast, a super intense relationship. And those are usually eventually lead to an unhealthy relationship, both toxic from both sides, uh, hung on a bit too long, but the kind of relationship where you feel like you would like do anything for this person. And, but there's like, a lot of toxicity on both sides. So when we finally broke up, 
I just hopped to another relationship, like, pretty quick. And I remember, like, getting blackout drunk in this new relationship. And that's always a bad sign. Like, if you're getting blackout drunk, you're probably not happy, right? And, and I, like, puked in her friend's car. And she ended up, like, cleaning up, up after me. So that's another story. That's where she said that she knew that she loved me because she cleaned up after my puke. Which I get now because my wife recently puked in the car and I cleaned it up after her. And I was, like, thinking back. And I was like, oh, she, I get it. She did love me. Uh, so, anyways, um, I was not in the right space to be moving on to another relationship. And I was just not happy. And I think that... I, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I felt. I was so blue and I knew that we were through and that it was over and that there wasn't a chance for us, but I was just, my heart hurt. I think that was the most, like, I was really broken for a long time after that relationship. Sounds very heart-wrenching. Yeah, you know, like that deep passion, that desire, you want to fight for it. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I read about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go, Arian. Okay, I guess that's oh, mine. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, their lyrics is, I kind of want to throw my phone across the room. Um, okay. Okay, no. I got it, I got it. So the very, the only relatable time that I think connects with this lyrics is, again, I was 17. And this is the first initial moment my current partner and I began to date the first time. Um... I don't know if it'll come up in the podcast later, but we did break up at some point. Spoiler alert. Anyways, <laughs> so so he, uh, we're messaging each other as friends, and he's an avid golfer. And he's like, oh, one day, like, I'll take you to the range. Like, we'll hit some balls. And I've never been golfing in my life. Like, I know very minimal Filipino, if not any Filipinos who know how to golf or, like, it's a sport for us. It's usually basketball or boxing. Volleyball. Volley, vo Nikki says volleyball in the background. <laughs> and then, so I've never been. So I go, well, that's going to be weird. Like, I'm embarrassed. I'm anxious. People are going to think I'm so weird that I'm coming to the range to golf. And he slyly, the 17-year-old boy, texts me well it's okay they'll just think that I'm teaching my girlfriend how to golf and that was his way of asking me to be his girlfriend so my phone flew across the room and hindsight not the best romantic way to ask a girl to be your partner but like 17 year old me was thrilled I was shrilling downstairs in my bedroom in the basement <laughs> the phone was fine because it hit the comforter so mom's not mad it's all good and yeah I just kind of want to throw my phone across the room which I did. I think it's a happy oh, moment. I like yeah. how you spun that. Like, it's nice. <laughs> That's a happy throwing of the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my current partner texts me something and I want to throw it now. <laughs> but, you know, it's because he didn't say something, you know. I don't want to say smart, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'll be talking about something like two seconds 
And he'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we were just talking about this for the past two minutes. I want to throw my phone now. Yeah. <laughs> so I like how you did that. Nice. <laughs> it's just an interlude, guys. Little comedy relief for the next Maasim comments. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm so happy that the throwing phone across the room was a positive. All right, let's go, Nikki. cheat but you're still a traitor <laughs> um oh no i like i can't think of anything from like past times that this like applies to um do you want to do the unrelatable and we can pick another yeah, one yeah i'm gonna go with the, it's relatable but i'm not gonna go into it Fair, fair. Yeah, maybe in 10 years. Okay. <laughs> Someone has an opportunity to steal that one if you want. No? Okay, Nikki, draw again. Okay. Should I put it back or? Uh, let's just stick it in your pocket or something. I hate to think that I was just your type. Um, okay, let's get into it. Um, I, <laughs> I thought of this, this exact thought when, um, so like a partner like told me that they're still good friends with someone that they've connected with before. I won't go into detail. And I thought about it. One of their friends, um, told me in some sort of way that they weren't surprised that they like chose to date me because like we kind of look similar and I was like whoa wait wait a fucking minute <laughs> so I yeah I was like I, I really hated thinking that like I was just a type especially like I thought of like oh man like am I just another cutesy like Asian girl uh, that likes anime that you like because you like fetishize that um but that was not the case thankfully but this definitely crossed my mind and I got very mad I was like what? And like, cause there's been other times where I've been called their name and vice versa. Like not, not in between the, but like between the friends. Cause like, I'll be like turned around and they'll like call her name. And I'm like, that's jail. not. Jail, <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> so yeah, that's my relatable moment. <laughs> I know Ryan said like 10, 20 seconds to let it like sink in, but <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it clicked right away. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's go, Raja. Okay, let's do this. Well, screw that and screw you. You will never have to hurt the way you know that I do. Oh. Oh. You know, this just makes me think of, like, early relationships that I had. Um, and there was, like, one relationship that I had that was just, like, toxic on both ends. And, um, like, a lot of, like, breaking up, getting back together. And 
like in my mind, I was just like, there's just like no way that they feel this much heartache and like this much hurt the way that I do right now. Like, there's just no fucking way. Yeah. You just care more. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? It just, you know, and sometimes that's not worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Back to me. It's also an advantage that I have the mic. you so bad I let you treat me like that I was your willing accomplice honey <laughs> and that okay yeah that was from my favorite song okay the opening line to my favorite song on the album okay so Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, okay, so I, I already mentioned this person. This is the person that I. Um, this is the person that I dated after that that relationship that I talked about earlier. That 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 really like hurt me a lot, and I probably shouldn't have been dating. So this is a person that I sh wasn't ready to be dating yet, but I dated anyways. So I guess there's this phenomenon that of, of uh, Asian women who don't date Asian men. Like, and it's not just that, it's probably more specific. Asian women who only date white guys. And it's a... F <laughs> And it's a phenomenon because of, yeah, because of reasons. And, um, and I'm in this like really weird position to have actually, to be an Asian man who has dated a woman who doesn't date Asian men. So um, I guess the, the reason why I'm reminded of this is because it's a bit weird to be with someone who doesn't like Asians, but you're an Asian. So it's like, but I just remember meeting this person and I remember like meeting them briefly and afterwards I was asking someone about them and I was like, who's that? Like, she's hot. And then I, then, then we started dating and that's when I found out that she doesn't date Asians. She told me that she doesn't date Asians because I don't know. And I was, so part of me was like, well, then why, why are you dating me? And... <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, I let that happen because I was your willing accomplice on you. I mean, I guess I let that happen. And she was, I, when I look back on all my relationships, she probably treated me better than anyone else. And, um, but I think I, I, well, I mean, I totally sabotaged that relationship. And six months after dating, we had 
she's, she was from Calgary, I was from Edmonton. She stuck all her stuff in the U-Haul, moved in with me in Edmonton. So moved her life to be with me in Edmonton. That lasted for like a couple months. And then I, w then I like just told her to pack up her stuff into a U-Haul and go back to Calgary. And I was like, it's over. That was, in okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is me again, everybody. It's Ariane opening the box. And nothing's forever. Nothing is as good as it seems. Um. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, so yes, yes. this one, I'm going to go on a bit of a pivot. This lyrics I find really relates more so to like the friendships I've had. Because um, when you're young, and even sometimes now, you're like a little bit in ignorant bliss. If you're really clicking with somebody and you're always hanging out, you're always seeing them. You think it's my best friend forever. She's going to be like my maid of honor, like all like... It's a big Porsche driving by. I think it's a Porsche. Yeah. Nice. I got my cars right. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so <laughs> when you kind of grow up, you realize like I've had a few friends who I've thought like, yeah, they're going to be with me. These are the people I hang out with all the time in high school. I relate to them so much. And then next thing you know, somebody gets married and then you're a bridesmaid and then you're not a bridesmaid then you're a bridesmaid and then you're not a bridesmaid and then you never get invited to the ceremony <laughs> and then you never talk to them ever again or you have this best friend that you know your family quite likes their family likes you you go on this big trip you have the same first job together and then she gets upset that you've gotten a promotion a lot earlier than she has and now she stops talking to you and then you know and it, it sucks because at the time everything seems so like rose gold and beautiful and now you're just basically watching each other's lives through social media and then you're kind of watching each other grow up and yeah so I'm a little I'm still a little bit upset about like all the friendships I've lost and like I'm not going to lie at this current moment I'm sure there's some that are changing the status and the types of relationships we have as friends um so yeah I mean it's good at first but obviously nothing's forever and it's nothing is you know as good as it seems but such is life c'est la vie we'll always be your friend Ariane yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think like friendship heartbreaks and friendship breakups are like worse they sometimes. Hit harder because mm. you don't imagine to have to go through like a friendship breakup yeah. until it happens and you're like, I am lonely. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just because of, like, how I am in the past couple days. Like, so for the listeners, I am a first care, like, a first respond, not first respond, what's it called? First line worker. I'm a nurse, basically. So just because of the pandemic, obviously, and things happening in the personal life, my apathy is just increasing and my empathy has disappeared. So I'm very bitter when I read that lyrics and I totally get, you know, the ladies speaking now saying that it hurts and it's like much more worse than a, like a, a relationship with a partner, like a, like a romantic relationship. But me right now it's, 
my attitude is like, if you don't want to be my friend and you don't care about how I'm feeling or ask me how I'm doing, then why am I wasting my energy asking how you're doing and taking on, you know, all of your problems and trying to help you out and be that support if you're just going to buckle if I ask you for help, you know, so that's friendship goes both ways. Any relationship really, right? So ruthless, I love it. Okay, so where are we now? Are we cl close to... We, maybe we can just make this our last round. Um, so Arian just started, so we'll each do one more and then it'll be over. Treat me good. Be good to me. <laughs> I've lost my mind. I've spent the night crying on the floor of my bathroom. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I'm like trying to like hone in on like one thing that this really makes me think of. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to go with even like my current relationship now, like, um, I didn't realize how much I would be like learning and be pushed to like, like I feel really like, challenged uh, by a lot of things in my relationship, not in like a bad way. It's almost just like discovering new things about myself. Um, like sometimes like I just want to give up because it's like really new territory for me. Like it's my first serious relationship and I'm getting married and there's a lot of things happening and it's the first time where I've like let myself be vulnerable and like that really scares me because like all throughout my life I've never thought of having a boyfriend even my parents thought they were like my dad was like are you a lesbian because I didn't have a boyfriend I was like okay thank you <laughs> correction I'm bisexual but that is besides the point <laughs> like good question. yeah good question I like like, you know, I doubled my chances and still I got zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's what I think. Like, I lose my mind sometimes when, like, things get really overwhelming. But I think it's it's always a learning, learning curve. Like, I always am grateful at the very end of it. But I can't say this is much of a heartbreak for me. Again, like I said, if I have not made it clear, like I haven't had like, a relationship before. But like I've experienced heartbreak, I guess. But mm. I'm still this dramatic. This <laughs> lyric, yeah. I'm still just dramatic. That's my last round. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Raja. Thank you. It's getting empty now. This might be an unrelatable one. You said forever now I drive alone past your street. Why would I be in his neighborhood? <laughs> Honestly, I would never retrace my steps. <laughs> Is this relatable to anyone? Yeah. <laughs> yes, hello, it's Ariane on the line. Um, okay, so throw back a little bit, a couple of minutes ago in the podcast, I mentioned how at some point in my relationship we dated uh, end of high school then we broke up at one point so 
yes, we broke up, but we live um, about like 10 minutes from each other at that point. Like our parents lived separately. So going to and from McEwen, I drove a lot past his house or like in the vicinity close enough for me to like feel it um granted that could have been like 20 50 blocks away (laughs) yes the energy is there we've driven past the street before and um yeah so I think like when we broke up and then you would drive by it's like it sucked I don't know if it's because mentally your hands kind of just like drive by and you're like oh maybe I'll run into his car and like I can see him and they'll see me and then it'll be just like this rom-com oopsie daisy oh yeah or maybe I'm a masochist I'm like I want to feel the pain (laughs) and like be reminded how much I hate him but like it was a very dramatic way that we broke up um I like to say dumped just to make him feel bad Uh, (laughs) um so yeah so I definitely relate to that like very literal in the sense that, you know, it, it sucked. I drove past the street multiple times. Um, but, yeah, I still think about that. And then sometimes even if we drive by to his parents to go visit, that's sometimes all I can think about. And then, yeah. I mean, we're growing up. We're all grown up. But, like, you know, it's a first major heartbreak from somebody. And that person is still around. Like, all is forgiven, but all is not forgotten. <laughs> She remembers. She remembers it. So that song hits different. Yeah, yes it does. She she couldn't twist that one, y'all. There was no positive twist to this one. All right, all right. So Raja, do over. Let's let's see what we got. All the things I did just so I could call you mine. Hmm. You know what? So, when I met my current partner, Sean, we we were both in a place where we were, like, healing from relationships. And it was one of those times where I was like, I'm done. I'm swearing off of love. You know when, like, you, you just, like give it to the universe and the universe is like shut up <laughs> quite literally I like we we met before on like a like a tinder date and it was just weird how like our paths had always crossed multiple times and but like we'd never like connected and then so like we went on a date some stuff happened like we went on that date but I still didn't like you know finish stuff from my last relationship I wasn't healed so it just wasn't the time so we saw each other again kind of like by chance um when I was working at chapters it was him and his friends like they all walked in I was just coming back from break and then they were like hiding from me they were like oh my gosh it's her it's the girl that he went on a date with (laughs) so they're all trying to leave they all go through the revolving door and get stuck if you remember the chapters on White Ave. <laughs> <laughs> and then, rest in peace. Rest in, rest in peace chapters on White. But yeah, and then eventually, you know, like he texts me that night and it's just like, I'm so sorry about all this. So it just, it, it reminds me of like everything we went through to get to where we are now. Positive spin. <laughs> Love it. Learned from the best, Ariane. <laughs> Oh, there. Okay, let's let's have that a group activity. Last last one. 
Do the honors, Nick. Oh. Do you want to sing it? <laughs> Do you know? The... I don't know how it oh. sounds. I hear it, but I won't come out of my mouth. <laughs> All I ever wanted was to be enough for you. Wow. This is open floor for everybody. Yeah. Honestly, I was listening to the song driving by and trying to relate to the lyrics and prep myself for this podcast. And the thing is, when I heard this lyrics, I immediately thought of like my family and parents when it comes to this lyrics and I don't know if it's because I'm running on first like oldest daughter fuel like first immigrant from the family in Canada but it's okay now just clarifying everything all as well they're like my favorite people we always hang out literally we're going on vacation and we're I just planned like we're just planning a Palm Springs family vacation in a couple weeks but definitely before like teenager and like angsty me it was like I can I can get a pluses like up the who's hob but like I'm not enough or never skinny enough never smart enough never calm enough never emotionless enough like you know I'm, I'm not the best cousin of the group I'm not the best grandkid of the group and yeah I'm sure that's relatable to everybody who may be listening to this episode about whether it's parents you know another authority style figure or parental figure but definitely definitely teenager ads coming out when I hear that lyric sounds, sounds sour <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes me think of a family too and just like I think this is just applicable to all relationships because of just you know anxiety mm-hmm. you're like am I good enough uh like just am I, am I good enough guys yeah. but yeah that's just that's where your head goes where your heart goes yeah, that's where I was going to, like, in terms of anxiety, like, um, I've, like, it's been two and a half years with my partner, and I definitely remember, especially before I took medications, my, <laughs> my anxious thoughts would just, like, be so rampant, and I'm like, like, am I too emotional? Is this too dramatic for him? Is he gonna leave me? And, like, that's just always been, like, the spin of, of, like, my thoughts, and the other thing that I thought of was, like, when I had, like, a crush on this person. And I thought, like, oh, like, am I just not, like, enough? Am I not, like, what you're looking for? Like, we get along so well. Why aren't you, like, having crushes on me? And I had to, like, sit through all of his crushes and, like, help him. No. <sighs> <laughs> oh, amazing answers. I, I'm going to, that one's unrelatable to me for some reason. I just can't, nothing comes to mind. But Ryan all of your... <laughs> You know what's so fucking weird? Like, I don't know, like, this is totally, people don't relate to this, but like, and it's just, oh God, I'm just so weird. Like, when I was going through like my puberty times and like a teenager, I was like, like when I look back at pictures, I was like so like lanky and scrawny and like I did, I just looked weird. I was just so, but, but like, and I think of what I thought of back then and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, oh, I'm so hot. And like I'd look at my like like six pack and I'd be like yeah but really it's just I was just too skinny but but yeah I don't know I never had um, that that feeling of not being enough maybe just with when that person I dated didn't date Asians I was like it doesn't matter what I do like I'm never gonna be a white person so <laughs> <laughs> you're like looking in the mirror you're like. 
I can do a lot, but not no, that. No, no. <laughs> She's like, Hashtag Ryan is enough. <laughs> Ryan is enough. Honestly, though, the attitude is awesome because I feel like I wish I had that attitude because I remember being in like high school and I'm like, I'm so fat. And then I ran into like, you know, Facebook memories. I'm like, damn, I was fine. I'm like, I was great. And I think like, I, you know, I think your attitude, Ryan, is like what everyone should do. And like, it's not you, you are not, it's not you as the person who's not enough. The world is not enough for us. Let's be honest. Like big F you to everybody. And like, if you can't handle it, it's because it's your problem. And like, I'm not changing. And like, I've, so the partner that I'm with now, he makes me say like affirmations to myself for it out loud and like best qualities and gets upset when I'm upset with myself. So I'm going to take my inner Ryan and we'll look in the mirror and be like, I love this six pack. <laughs> I, I like, I love that. Yeah. Right. I am enough. I'm enough. I am Ryan. I'm enough. <laughs> my, 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 my energetic. Energetic six pack is here. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel black. it's there. So I'm there for it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I'm there for it. Oh, we're doing snaps. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it. That, that was the last question. So um, thanks so much for listening. And you know what? Maybe we'll just do a quick a quick checkout so um let's let's go a bit meta like what did yeah. how did you feel about our session today did you learn anything or did you um did it go as expected or not so just any sort of meta comment on it we'll go in alphabetical order again hello so i definitely came in expecting to be very bitter leaving this episode and you know getting really angry and bringing all the bad feelings out um, but like even answering the questions, yeah, there's still some bitter thoughts and feelings, but I think yeah, I've grown up as a person. So now I'm leaving this group and this activity a little more happier and like calm and proud of myself for not feeling so bitter. And you know, me and my partner have grown quite a bit and yeah, again, hashtag I am enough. <laughs> Amazing. Nikki. Um, I think for myself, like, I, I always, I'm such a nostalgic person, so I think, like, going through the season of, like, Ma'asim, and especially this, like, looking back on memories, it made me feel really grateful for how far I've come. <laughs> like, I look on these lyrics, I'm like, yeah, I think at 15 I would have written those lyrics too, but now, like, I, I wrench, like, <laughs> at them, but it's still... You know, it's a part of life. Um, I think at that point, I thought like life was over when like my heart was broken. Um, but I mean, the sun is shining. I have new friends, and we're <laughs> recording a podcast. So I feel, yeah, I feel grateful. I don't feel bitter at all. It's uh, bittersweet. Yeah. Nice. Next album, bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I thought honestly, I thought I would just be like ranting about my exes and like relationships and stuff, and you know like specifically the toxic ones but on like looking back and reflecting it just feels like it's so far gone now that it's like I can't believe there was all this energy that I put into that when I was younger and that I didn't know that I deserved better before but yeah like now it's it's just like it's like you the opposite of love isn't hate it's just like this feeling of neutrality and that like you're like you're apathetic towards it now you're like huh I'm at peace with this now nice nice okay yeah for me uh being very meta like i planned this out and i was just i didn't know exactly how it would go but 
I'm very happy with um, the way it went. I'm really happy to finally meet my fellow What's the Cheese Pieces in person. This this podcast started in 2020, uh, so I actually haven't met any of my fellow podcasters until today in any of the seasons. Are we our first? Oh, except for the first season, we we met in person for the first meeting, for first couple meetings, and then because we started in February. Oh. Yeah, and then we had to record everything apart. But but yeah, you're our you're my first like. Other than that, you're the first ones that I've met in person. And yeah, it's amazing to, to just, I'm, I'm happy to, to meet you all. It's so, it's so cool. Nice bottom halves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us and take care. We will see you on the rest of the episodes this season. Bye. Chismis is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Ryan Lacanila, with my fellow What's the Chismis producers, Ariane Baroma, Nikki Mendiola, and Raja McGay. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthechismis.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Chismis CGSR, Instagram at What's the Chismis, or email us at chismis at cgsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat. <laughs>